1: Time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan. C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the Pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all old Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And
2: hey, welcome into today's Believe it Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network, a big show today. But we want to remind you to listen to all the shows that we released earlier this week. We had the Shea and Mike show. That's, of course, Shea Hodge and Mike Espy. A great conversation about this Alabama game upcoming here very, very soon in Oxford with kickoff scheduled for 230 also, we encourage you to listen to our very first podcast of the week as we kind of broke down what to expect in the SEC, what's going on with the SEC West, uh, and then how Ole Miss's path towards Atlanta in the college football playoff could possibly still be there where they went over Alabama and then, of course, the two remaining games following with Arkansas and Mississippi State. So there's still a lot to be had for this Ole Miss football team. We'll get into the Alabama game with Drew DeArmond of ESPN Radio and at com. Drew offers a great perspective. He has covered this program for a number of years and really kind of breaks down how Alabama comes in after a loss versus who he thinks is going to play, the injury bug, that sort of thing. Great conversation with Drew, and we appreciate him uh, joining us here on the Believe and on his podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Thankful for our sponsor today with Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the number one top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head on over. So bet online today. Use that mobile device and join and make your very first sports deposit. Use your promo promo code BLEAV and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Also thankful for Debbie Johnson, the realtor here at the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. You can call her today. She can be your real estate agent at 662-689-0090 or call her in the office at the Kessinger Real Estate Office at 662-234-5555. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe It On his podcast. A reminder, to a huge weekend for recruits coming in for official visits. That entire chain is on Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports at 247sports.com. David Johnson has a story right now chronicling all of the, the players that are coming in for official visits over the weekend and is a lengthy list, as you know, that this weekend has been circled for a lot of players. Alex Collins, of course, does a ton of recruiting. For Ole Miss and kind of oversees that process, put out a graphic on Twitter earlier in the week that it is a sold-out recruiting weekend, that if you are planning on coming and you've been okayed to come with a ticket, you can't come, need to let them know they're out of tickets. It's a huge weekend, uh, obviously for a number of reasons, surrounding the ball game. Uh, a reminder they're going to honor the national champion Ole Miss baseball team at halftime. That's going to be a really cool moment. And uh, if you get a chance to get there early, you can see the baseball team walk down the Walk of Champions. You can celebrate with them before the team comes through. So it's going to be a big day for Ole Miss baseball. Head coach Mike Bianco was uh, with David Kellum earlier this week and uh, lit up the Oxford Square. He was the honorary lighter of the Christmas lights. We saw Lane Kiffin do that last year. And uh, Mike Bianco, that's national champion head coach Mike Bianco, lighting the Christmas lights in the city of Oxford. Of course, a huge weekend for baseball. Also, looking at this football team, SEC Nation is in town. Uh, They'll be set up in the Grove. Uh, All the crew from SEC Nation will be on hand. It's going to be a massive, massive crowd in Oxford and in the Grove. It's going to be a huge environment, biggest game of the season, and it starts uh, on Saturday morning. It's going to be a big, big day. So look forward to bringing you all the highlights. After the game, we'll have a post-game podcast. That worked out really well for the Texas A&M game. We'll do the same thing. Following that Alabama game, we'll get that to you as soon as we can, as soon as we can get that loaded, and uh, we'll get that to you. So grateful for our sponsorships and so grateful for you for downloading and subscribing to the podcast. It has really grown beyond measure, and we uh, can't thank you enough. It's because of you, because you listen, because you tell a friend. It's been a grassroots effort, and uh, we appreciate the opportunity to come into your home, into your car, into uh, whatever listening device that you have, talking about the thing we love the most, OMIS Athletics. Here's Rudy Armand from ESPN Radio in the Huntsville, Alabama area, and also TiderInsider.com does a great job covering Alabama. He's got all you need to know about the Crimson Tide coming up right here on the Believe and O Miss Podcast, a part of the Believe Network. online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi that is your go-to. Remember real estate industry since 2003 looking for that special ag property maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger real estate family. Real estate.com and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662 689 0090. Remember, your go to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate Family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor. 662 234 5555 or call her cell phone at 662 689 0090. Debbie Johnson. A proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast.
0: It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life, a major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships, moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring Honors College, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today more than ever for all who have ever called this magical place home. You never leave Ole Miss.
2: Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com. Join our team, become a member today. And welcome back into the Believe It On Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Our good friend Drew Diarma does a great job covering Alabama on ESPN Radio in Huntsville, Alabama, also a part of com. Appreciate you jumping on, Drew. A lot to talk about today. I know your phone lines have been hopping this week.
3: Yeah, Brad, no doubt. Uh, a lot of frustration from the Tide Nation. You have to put it in perspective. A lot of programs, It's just about any other program, but Georgia right now, but love to be Alabama and be where they are, but it's the old Rust Probe's quote. If you build the beast, you've got to be able to feed it. Uh, Alabama had a lot of expectations going into this year, coming off of the near repeat last year, losing to the Georgia Bulldogs in the National Championship game after winning the SEC Championship and, of course, being dominant 13-0 and in 2020, but it hasn't come to fruition. This team has not been able to put it you know, uh, all together. Can't really seem to get out of their own way, have not been consistent. It kind of reminds me of the injury plagued and also just uh, the situation in 2010 where Alabama was defending their first title didn't really know how to respond to being the hunted and Nick Saban was still basically uh, just getting his program started but this team has been a lot like that one a very talented group but just one that's looked disjointed at times offensively certainly defensively couldn't get any stops in the second half against LSU and so it's a very frustrating time. Alabama is very likely out of the SEC championship conversation and the playoff conversation. And it's been a long time since that 2010 season that Alabama has been out of the equation nationally so early.
2: He's Drew D'Armond, covers Alabama and a number of other programs in Huntsville. Follow him on Twitter at D 977 espn And he joins us here on the Believe in Ole podcast. Drew, before we get to this offense and defense of Alabama, I want to kind of break down the, the, the psyche of the fan base. I know you've heard from them this week. What is the psyche of this fan base? There's been a lot of the D word thrown around. That's, of course, dynasty and revol- uh, revolving around Nick Saban and his time at Alabama. Like you just said a moment ago, not probably not going to make the, the uh, uh, SEC championship game, which is something we did not foresee coming into the season. What's the temperature right now uh, around this fan base?
3: Well, I mean, it's uh, one of uh, extreme uh, frustration, and I guess it would be, uh, you know, boiling over uh, in anger. Uh, certainly they thought this team would be one of Nick Saban's best. They thought it had a chance to win uh, his uh, eighth national championship in his storied career and his seventh in Tuscaloosa. But uh, it, it, the one he's, the run he's made, excuse me, Brad, in Tuscaloosa has been, a uh, you know, unprecedented. He's won six national championships uh, in this his 16th season and really could have won – eight or nine very easily, uh, which is really unbelievable when you think about it because in 2009, uh, they win it. The year before in 2008, they were one win away from playing for it. Uh, In 10, they were in it, uh, you know, in November early, but LSU took them out. But then they went two in a row in 11 and 12. They're they're a a miracle finish from Auburn away from playing in an SEC championship and then a national title game in 2013. Uh, 2014, a little bit of a step back. They lose in the semifinals against Urban Meyer in Ohio State. Win it in fifteen. Uh, you know, lose in the national championship game in heartbreaking fashion in sixteen. Uh, win it in seventeen in dramatic fashion. Lose in eighteen to Clemson dramatically as far as in a one-sided contest really. And then nineteen. You know, injuries to Tua Tungvaluwa kind of knock them out of the conversation. And then two thousand twenty, they're dominant. And then last year, they played for it, even playing through injuries. So. Nick Saban has done a remarkable job at Alabama making the college football playoff year in and year out uh, and then contending for national titles, winning SEC championships. So the fan base is not used to being out of the conversation. They certainly just about are now. And it's, it's very disappointing with a quarterback of the caliber of Bryce Young. But again, Alabama hasn't played good enough complimentary football. They've been undisciplined, they've gotten a lot of penalties. Uh, They haven't run the football nearly as as consistently as they needed to. And Bryce Young's had to almost shoulder too much of the load, and he got injured against Arkansas. So there's just been a lot of things going on. And, of course, the R word is being used around Nick Saban some, and that's retire, but I don't think he's anywhere near done. I think, you know, as I tweeted out on my Twitter account, at DrewD977ESPN, I think he's about to have the third reset that he's had in Tuscaloosa. He realized after year one, when they went seven and six and didn't finish strong, that he had to make some changes offensively and defensively. Major Applewhite, Kevin Steele were shown the door. Uh, he elevated Kirby Smart, great move on defense, brought in Jim McIlwain, great move offensively, and they win three of the next four national championships or, and, uh, and really uh, start to dominate the sport. And then uh, back in 2013, he realized with the rules changes offensively, they had to go in a different direction get away from wide ball, tight formations, running the football. They had to spread things out. He brought in Lane Kiffin, and Alabama went on to win national titles in 2015 and 2017, and then, of course, 2020. So he always seems to be playing chess, not checkers. And so I expect some major changes to this coaching staff and to have a third reset as we enter – the final chapters of his career in Tuscaloosa.
2: You know, I think what was very interesting, what you just said, Drew is something that I had a conversation yesterday with someone that covers Auburn. And I told them almost exactly what you said. I think we're about to see the final chapter, but it's almost like it's the third reset. I think this is a really good point, and, and And you said it much better than I did, but I think we're about to see kind of the final stages. And I agree. And, I. You know, unfortunately for Ole Miss, Alabama, you've seen the numbers, Drew, following a loss, they're really good. They're 5-0. and uh, I expect Alabama to come in. Guns blazing. One question I do have for you is do you think, and I don't think they have, but is there a chance some of these players have hit the I don't, you know, I, I'm checking out button? Is it a chance that some of these seniors, maybe some of these draft eligible players are, are hitting the button and thinking I'm just going to kind of coast – the rest of the way, either transfer or get in the NFL draft? Is that is that a possibility, you think, with this team?
3: Well, I mean, in the NIL era and the transfer portal era, which is what we're in the middle of now, Brad, there's no question that that could be possible. Uh, everybody is having to fight against that kind of complacency. I mean, you see the Miami Hurricanes and Mario Cristobal, they, they cannot win a game. Uh, they have been a, an abject embarrassment, even in Coral Gables. They got blown out by Florida State last week. Middle Tennessee has beaten them. Duke has beaten them. So no question uh, that that could happen. I mean, we've seen what's been happening at Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher. They've got the highest paid roster in America, and they can't win a game. But this is Nick Saban, and and he wore this after the game and said, you know, that he really liked his team, but, uh, you know, he he, he, uh, had to get them ready to play and do a better job. And to me, that means he doesn't like his coaching staff. I think he knows changes have to be made, but I think he also wants this team to finish strong. And certainly it's going to be interesting to see what kind of week they have and how what kind of mindset they come out with. And I know the Ole Miss fan base is disappointed. They were probably huge Alabama fans last week. Alabama wins against LSU and red stick. And it's basically the Western division title up for state uh, for Ole Miss. Now, Uh, They still would love to beat Alabama. They haven't done so since 2015 when they came to Tuscaloosa and won. Hugh Freeze winning back-to-back in 14 and 15. And there is the small chance that LSU – it's interesting. In Vegas, they're only a three-point favorite at Arkansas. Could Arkansas put it all together and upset LSU and then a win put Ole Miss in Atlanta? It could. So I'm sure that Ole Miss is still going to be highly motivated. We'll see how motivated Alabama is. I will say I've watched Ole Miss enough this year – Really good running game. Third straight year, they basically paced the league. It's going to come down to the fact, can Alabama contain the Ole Miss run? I don't think the Ole Miss defense is very good, though. The more that we've seen them this season, the worse they have gotten. If Alabama can protect Bryce Young, if you know Bill O'Brien goes a little up-tempo, short, quick passes, and if they commit to a balanced attack and running the ball, I think they can move the ball up and down the field against Ole Miss. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game in Oxford on Saturday. I've got Alabama 38-31, but I certainly think that 12-point spread is probably a little large, and I definitely would take the points.
2: Let's take a look at this Alabama offense just for a moment. You talked about Bryce Young. I think the key for Ole Miss is I had a conversation yesterday uh, on our podcast network with Mike Espy and Shea Hodge. Uh, Everyone will be able to hear that uh, later on in the week. And what's interesting enough is is everyone kind of believes is if, if Ole Miss can do a nice job on the edge and keep Bryce Young inside the pocket, they have a much better chance than letting him get outside the pocket and make the decision whether to run or pass. I think it's, uh, you know, just kind of throwing caution to the wind at that point. Bryce Young is so good outside the pocket. Everyone's kind of looking at the wide receivers. You know, Alabama's put so many receivers in the league over the last couple of years. This year, Drew, we don't really see Alabama having that receiver that can take it Take the top off, so to speak. I thought it might have been the transfer, uh, Jermaine Burton, that might be the guy, or maybe Jojo Earl. In your opinion, who is someone that Ole Miss fans can be looking for at wide receiver? Because these aren't names that, uh, that quite frankly, we haven't heard a lot of the names this year uh, in regards to Alabama and wide receiver play.
3: Well, I mean, I would watch for Isaiah Bond Saturday. I think he's an explosive freshman that could be due for a breakout. He had a long touch, or excuse me, uh, uh, 53-yard explosive catch against Arkansas before uh, Bryce got hurt. Also, Kobe Prentice, another true freshman, had a 47-yard touchdown against Arkansas. I would watch for both of those guys. Uh, certainly, uh, I think right now, Ja'Cory Brooks is starting to put some games together. He's not a super explosive receiver, but he's big and strong. Uh, so I would look for those guys. Uh, you know, they, they are targeted Campbell, too, quite a bit at tight end. But Jameer Gibbs is really the heartbeat of this offense. Alabama needs 150-plus all-purpose yards and a touchdown or two from Jameer. They need him to provide uh, some balance and, and 100 yards rushing in the game. He's fully capable of going for 100 as a receiver as well. He's, he's super explosive. He's been a huge addition in the transfer portal from Georgia Tech. So, uh, you know, as good as Quinshawn Judkins has been, and I loved him in high school at Pike Road, and he's been a stud for Ole Miss. Jameer Gibbs has had the same kind of impact for Alabama. So whichever one of those running backs has the bigger game on Saturday, Brad, whether it be Quinshaw Judkins or, uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs, I think holds the key. And if Alabama can get a few stops and get some turnovers, and they have forced very few mistakes during this season, then I think they can get a win uh, over whole Miss. But certainly – Lane Kiffin and his offense is very, very capable, and Alabama needs to show some pride because they played a very, very poor half defensively in that in the second half against LSU, and it's what cost them the game. Bryce Young, even though he struggled, he gave that uh, you know defense the lead five times, and they couldn't get a stop, including on the two-point conversion. So I, I've heard Nick Saban mention pride and mention you know uh, wanting to have every team since 2008 win 10 games. Well, the only way that happens is likely if Alabama gets a win in Oxford and knocks Ole Miss out of the SEC championship race. And uh, unless they improve greatly, Ole Miss is going to have a great shot. And I really am unsure of what we're going to see on Saturday. I I did pick Alabama 38-31, but that's with some apprehension because I don't know what we're going to see as far as uh, energy from the team, how they're going to play and they really need to improve defensively. Offensively, they got to be more efficient, not turn it over. They had that huge turnover in the end zone against LSU. But, again, even though I think LSU is the better team than Ole Miss, Ole Miss is more than capable of winning and has the kind of ground game that can give Alabama problems. And this Alabama team, for whatever reason, the last two years, Brad has not played well on the road.
2: Yeah, and looking at the defense, we've seen Henry Totoa along with – will anderson kind of leading this defense but there's been some ebb and flows drew to be honest with you we've we've seen them play well and then all of a sudden just kind of you know lacks a little bit you know defensively alabama's always had good linebacker play quite frankly they've always had good defensive line play along with the back half that secondary as well but what's interesting to me is uh the defensive line play there's not that one player i mean they've got byron Young dj dale tim smith and others but there hasn't been that big time defensive lineman for alabama this year that's just jumped off the page
3: no they don't have a war daddy uh you know as my good friend travis ryer told us on the show earlier this week they don't have a padarian mathis they don't have a Quentin williams uh they don't have somebody or a christian barmore that jumps off the page uh, byron young's probably the closest he had a really good game last week been really solid but Raheem Motis has been a really good freshman from your state from Columbia, Mississippi, but they haven't been consistent enough. And I think that's where a change needs to be made. I think Freddie Roach has struggled in recruiting and uh, in developing and in excuse me in developing a defensive linemen at Alabama. Uh, and I think that's an area that Nick Saban knows needs to be fixed. Alabama's gotta get much more physical. Alabama was built under the preface of it with Nick Saban from the inside out. They were always a program like Kirby Smart Georgia the Bulldogs the dominated teams in the trenches offensively and defensively, they don't do that anymore uh, because, uh, you know, offensively they have a little bit of issues. They've had a rotating revolving door at center and it both the left and right guards. And then the defensive line hasn't been good enough. And I think that's what Alabama's got to do through recruiting and coaching, improve. I think Eric Wolford's doing that along the O-line. I think a change needs to be made along the D-line. And, of course, Freddie Roach, before he came to Alabama, was it Ole Miss? And I just think Alabama's got to improve along the lines of scrimmage. They're too soft right now, and I think that's what gives Ole Miss a shot Saturday, and it's what lost the game against Tennessee uh, and, of course, uh, against LSU. Alabama did not stop the run in either of those games, giving up 180-plus yards. And then they did not rush the passer well enough, did not affect uh, you know Hendon Hooker enough, and did not – Uh, you know, get Jaden Daniels out of his comfort zone. They did sack him five or six times, but for every negative play they made, they would give up an explosive one. So there wasn't enough consistency and discipline. They had nine more penalties uh, on Saturday in Red Stick. So they've got to cut the penalties down also in Oxford if they want to go on the road and get a win uh, against the Rebels.
2: Injury is a big part of the, the game for a number of teams, specifically this late in the season. You look at Alabama. Everyone looks at quarterback Bryce Young. Any other you know, injury situations that we could be aware of? And also, what are your thoughts on Bryce Young in regards to uh, his availability on Saturday? Obviously, we know he's going to play. What percentage do you think he'll be?
3: Well, I don't think he'll be 100%, but he's a warrior. I mean, he, did what he saw what he did against Tennessee. He saw what he did uh, even though he battled through some accuracy issues and being pressured against LSU. He still threw for 328 yards. So, He's certainly going to answer the bell Saturday, Brad. No question about that. Um, I, you know, Jaheim Otis and, and, uh, and certainly DJ Dale came back from knee injuries last week. Kerrion uh, Arnold will hopefully be back in the defensive backfield. He missed last week with the flu. I did not practice much. Hopefully he will return to the lineup, no doubt about that. Uh, I don't really think there's any other major injuries. They didn't have any major injuries coming out. Uh, I was a little surprised not to see Tyler Booker at guard. Maybe we'll see him Saturday against the Rebels. But, you know, Alabama's banged up. But, I mean, uh, relatively they're healthy uh, for this time of year. And so hopefully we will see a little bit more of Tyler Harrell, the graduate wide receiver from Louisville. He uh, missed uh, most of the season with a broken foot. He's just recently made it back in the last couple weeks. He played a little bit, caught the pass finally in their win against Mississippi State at home. So we'll see if he can maybe add a speed element for Alabama on Saturday. But I think relatively Alabama's pretty healthy going into the game, especially for this time of year. Now it's just a, a, a matter of motivation. Tyler Steen, the left tackle, went out uh, with a slight ankle injury, but came back and finished the game. And I think he is going to be in the lineup on Saturday afternoon. And we'll see if uh, Alabama can uh, win in Oxford. It was certainly harrowing in 2020. Lane Kippen had his team ready to play, and. It should be an exciting atmosphere on Saturday afternoon.
2: Yeah, and before we get you out of here, uh, I know your pick, 38-31 Alabama. And, you know, the thing I look at is Alabama played on the road at Texas in a hostile environment. Obviously, we know what happened at Tennessee. We obviously know what happened last week down at LSU. So, although I think it will be a sellout crowd, it will be as loud as Vaught-Hemingway has ever been. The one team that can play without any issues whatsoever, I think, is Alabama. So I don't think the crowd will play too huge of a factor into this game. but I do would like to I did want to ask you, you've talked some about the injury situation, about the running back Jameer Gibbs, what you think he's going to have to do? If I were to ask you a couple of keys to victory for Alabama before we get you out of here, what do you think those keys might be?
3: Well, certainly they need to you know have I think uh, only uh, keep the penalties to a minimum three to four penalties. Uh, don't set themselves behind the chains. Certainly win the turnover battle, uh, you know, and then finally force some turnovers. The last time we saw them force multiple turnovers was against Tennessee, but they had a couple taken away late that could have decided the game. But you've got to force some. They didn't really come close to forcing any against LSU. And Jackson Dart has been a little turnover prone. They need to get him off schedule. Put Tennessee or put excuse me, Ole Miss behind the chains, and they need to contain Ole Miss's running game. I don't expect them to. Completely shut it down, like Georgia did against Tennessee. But if they can hold, you know, the uh, Ole Miss Rebels to even 150 yards or less rushing, because Lane Kiffin's team is known for running the football. Then I think, uh, in, then I think they could win the game. Uh, they did a very good job against uh, L- uh, against Ole Miss last year in Tuscaloosa when uh, when because we know Wayne. He's a, he's an analytics guy. He goes for it a lot uh, on fourth down. Alabama was able to stop them get field position, and, and of course, turn those into touchdowns. But they need to protect Bryce Young, and they need balance. I said this on my show this morning. They t- The old Miss defense, to me, seems to be an issue. Uh, it's, it's, it's not gotten better. It's kind of regressed uh, as the season's gone on. This is an old Miss defense that I think Alabama should be able to be balanced and run and pass on. And I just think if they're able to win the turnover battle and keep the penalties to a minimum, if they play – Close to clean football, they can win this game, but I will say, as much as I'm confident that the Alabama offense should be able to move it on Ole Miss, I'm not as confident in Alabama's defense right now in that second half I saw against LSU, so Certainly, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game Saturday.
2: It should be a lot of fun in Oxford 230 kickoff. Of course, it's on CBS. He's Drew DeArmond, does a great job covering Alabama and all types of sports in the Huntsville, Alabama area, North Alabama. You can hear him every single day on 97.7 ESPN Radio. Follow him on Twitter at DrewD977ESPN and also as a staff writer and contributor for tighterinsider.com. Drew, thanks very much for joining us today. Look forward to talking with you down the road.
3: Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it.
2: And thanks to Drew DeArmond of ESPN Radio 97.7 in North Alabama for joining us on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Once again, we want to thank our sponsors today, Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast. She can be your real estate agent today. Just give her a call on her cell phone, 662-669-0090, a part of that Kessinger real estate family. And, boy, that's a huge, huge outfit up in Oxford, Mississippi, and Debbie does a great job as one of their agents. Her office number 662 234 5555 As always, grateful for our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Bet Online where the game starts. Use that promo code BLE50. That's BLEE50 and get your 50% welcome bonus on your very first sports bet. Bet Online where the game starts. Uh, game day is just uh just a few days away. It's Ole Miss in Alabama, coming to you from Oxford, Mississippi. I expect a capacity crowd, a huge crowd, as the Ole Miss Rebels 8-1 looking to get their ninth win of the season. They're going to have a hard time doing it. I feel like Alabama's going to circle the wagons like they always do following a loss. But Ole Miss has that freshman running back, Quinchon Judkins. I'm not going to count that guy out for anything. Jackson Dart, a quarterback. They can get some people back on defense that are they're that healthy. Cedric Johnson, hey, roll the dice. Give it a shot and see if you can get that ninth win of the year and keep those, and I'm going to say it, playoff hopes alive. Because if LSU falls, and I think they're going to fall either at Arkansas or LSU or at Texas A&M, the playoff hopes are alive and the chance to get to Atlanta is still on the table. It's going to be fun. We had a lot of success with our uh, post-game podcast after the A&M game. We'll do that again for the Alabama game. may come to you a little bit later. We'll record that as soon as the game's over and I'll get that posted as soon as possible and we'll get you all the information that you need for Ole Miss and Alabama post game here's hoping for an Ole Miss win and we'll have it for you right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast a part of the Believe Network